Hey guys, uh, this is Mary from uh, from the top, and I wanted to come on really quick and just let you know that uh, this week's mini so does uh, deal with some pretty heavy themes. Um, since it's a continuation from the first one that we did, uh, we do talk about some pretty sensitive material, uh, things like uh, suicide and uh, teen pregnancy and abortion, um, and then incest and rape. Uh, so there are a lot of things that could be uh, sensitive for some audiences. So please exercise caution when listening to the following minisode. Listener discretion is advised, especially for those listeners who may be under 13. And I just wanted to jump back in really quick. I'm actually in post uh, editing our episodes and realize I have a correction that we actually need to start off this minisode with. Um, uh, we st- actually do start off this episode with a corrections corner where we say there aren't any corrections, and that is absolutely incorrect. Um, in the previous episode, I had said that Matt Doyle um, had originated the role of Moritz, and it spurred a memory when Mary was talking about it. Um, I was completely off and incorrect in my own La La Land. Uh, John Gallagher had originated Moritz on Broadway, um, and in the previous theater, the uh, Atlantic Theater, I believe it was, um, and he was the one who had walked out of the audition. Um, if I, I believe, in, and I believe I'm rem- remembering that correct, Matt Doyle uh, later had taken over for roles such as Melchior and Hanchen uh, in later versions of Spring Awakening. So I just wanted to make that correction and clarification. Uh, if anything, it proves we are completely off script and going from memory um, and just doing our best here. Um, but I just wanted, wanted to say we found it and see it and wanted to clarify. So happy listening. Oh, so is it my turn to cold open? I don't know. What? We're what do you st- don't know? We're still figuring this out. Well, I mean, yeah, but, but, uh, well, I, there's a process and I, I mean, cold open is part of the process, but you know. Well, I don't want to get greedy. Well, I mean, it, it's not getting greedy if I give it to you. Is it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah. So I. I think it was. It was. It was a good. It was a fun. Uh, this. This is. I think this was a good first sort of show. It yes. Was fun. It yes. Was a, it was a good one. Oh my god. I think it we was... talked about everything we wanted to and nothing we wanted to talk about too. Yes. Oh my god. I mean, like it was. We. I think we. We touched on a lot of beautiful things, but you know, as as one is wont to do when uh, you know we get through talking about something and the mics turn off, we go, oh shit. Like, God damn it, expletives again. Oh, God damn it. Whatever. It's okay. What? I mean, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> we already have the E tag. Whatever. It's great. Uh, <laughs> please sponsor us, though. Please. Yay, please, because we're amazing. Uh, but we, we come... <laughs> And we're humble, too. <laughs> um, you're not friends with me because I'm humble. You're friends with me for other reasons. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, but, you know, as we want to do, we find other things that we want to talk about. So it's like, well, how are we going to do this? Yeah. So I think this uh, is a great opportunity for that. So. I'm Steven. And I'm Mary. And we're taking it from, from the, the top. top. From the top. A five, six, seven. Tonight, tonight there's room for anything Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to this is our mini-sode. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, our mini-sode. For show notes, we're yeah. gonna call it show notes. Uh, so it just gives us an opportunity to maybe talk about the things we didn't get to talk about. Uh, probably have some corrections in there if we realize, oh, I was so wrong. wrong I made an egregious error in judgment. Yeah. So, um, so normally I think format for this probably should be just you know, hey, uh, let's open with any corrections, or you know, once we 
once we get all all the f- other fun stuff set yeah. up, we'll be like, oh yeah, did we check our socials? And y'all said we're completely wrong. <laughs> you guys said that this was in 1890s Germany when actually it was in 1940s Vietnam. Yeah, and so, so and you know, I mean, I, figure it out. <laughs> I would eventually love for that to be a thing. I want to be wrong. I want to be corrected because oh, I I love I love when a director is just like no. I need it this way. Thank you for trying. Oh but, God! You know, I'm like, I'd rather, for, I, I'd rather know. You know, for God's sakes, make a choice, and I'm glad you made one. Yeah. However, no. What What is it? If you're gonna fail, fail hard. Fail hard. Yeah, so duh. cool. So uh, that's what we're gonna do. So I think we're, we'll we'll make this a lovely corrections corner. Yeah. Corner. Yes. Um, like a lot of people do, because you know we're human. We're all human. We make mistakes, but um, I don't. Know if there was anything completely wrong? I feel like I said mm-hmm. I was gonna go back and look at something, and I now without having listened, I I don't know. I don't it, know. What yeah, it was. it was something in the. And it doesn't have. I I think this will be a nice forum for us to yeah. even go back to seven episodes ago, and we're like, actually, we just listened to this. And uh, by the way, days. yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I so no. I think this is this will be good. Yeah, I don't think there was anything that was egregiously wrong. Um. Because, you know, of course, like for um, you know, nobody would know this, but like in the booth, uh, you know, Stephen is sitting here with his laptop open. And so he's got, you know, he's pulling from things like immediately as we're talking about them. So it's not like we're just pulling facts from memory. Um, he's got it I'm available. I'm still embarrassed. I forgot Ernst. I'm oh, kicking myself. You should be I literally me. made out with these boys like hardcore. Right, I'm like, but I don't like. But like every gay man, I don't know who I'm talking oh, to. Oh, shut <laughs> up. But but is Stephen tasked 1891 me. 1891 grinder. Yes, uh, that's knocking on a door and hoping you don't get you know punched in the face by a dad. <laughs> Shit. But I mean, but Stephen had tasked me with you know before we walk in the booth, he's like, all right, I'm gonna rely on you for names. He looks at me and goes, who is this? And I, I mean, y'all should have seen me. I'm just like, D- yeah, it's d- the man behind the curtain just did like the like the the I don't know what this is motion, and I'm just looking at Stephen like, uh. Uh, and Steve was like, well, fuck, I mean, now I don't know. And so he's going to look it up and we both look up at the same time, but he got to it first and y'all, I failed. I failed on my job. So hopefully okay. next time. If I fail at anything, it is remembering. I am that person who's like, yeah, I went to see this show and this lovely lead person <laughs> with the, <laughs> the show was directed by some great guy. This lead human. And uh, <laughs> the, the name of the show was. Uh, <laughs> literally my life. It and was, uh... I'm literally, oh yeah, that place with the thing and the stuff and we did yeah. the, the whole shebang. Yeah. Like, that's me. In but I mean, that's how you know that you're with a group of people that like you connect with because you can say that to them in that language and then we all know what you're saying. You know exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. we're like, oh no, we, we totally freaking And we all it. have those people, so. Absolutely. Um. Okay, uh, yeah, so. So Correction Corner is empty this week. Correction Corner is empty. Yeah. And, uh, Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. There. That's a musical, right? Dirty Dancing. Oh, I'm pretty sure it, it is. It better be. Oh my god! If uh, again, if Catch Me If You Can is a musical and Dirty Dancing isn't, we, we got serious problems. I know. I, I mean, know. I know I've said it before, and I also realize I'm yelling. Why am I yelling? I don't know. Because you're passionate. Oh God, help me! You're All not right. dramatic. You're emotional. <laughs> <laughs> like a woman tends to be. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. No, oh my no, god. Sorry. not not a thing. Not a thing. Um, not a thing. Okay, uh, so uh, we'll move on then. We'll go into uh, we'll call it uh, forgotten notes. Yeah. Like maybe notes we we didn't bring up, things that we in the heat of the moment said. Oh, 
I meant to do that. Like a, a note you got from your director and you were like, <laughs> I didn't make that adjustment. Nope. I wrote it down. I did write it down. And then promptly forgot about it. Yeah, so, and I was trying to think of anything we maybe didn't cover in Spring Awakening, and the the only thing was maybe how malleable this show is. Yeah. Because not only can you... It, so you can actually cast teens in this show. Yeah. Um, and you can cast it all the way up. You can play, like, the Charlie Brown mm-hmm. idea, uh, or uh, what's the what's the other one? Uh, spelling bee. Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, make adults children. Yeah. Um, I think at some point, you know, you don't want a geriatric bitch of living. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> actually, you know actually... what? If producers can do old women on walkers, I think, actually, you know what? I pay to see that. Yeah. We we, we would flip old guys over chairs immediately. I love it. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. Um, but so uh... I think like not only like I think age actually is a really good yeah. way. Because oh, um, yeah. I think there's something to be said about having gone through the teen experience and understanding that angst and getting out of it and being able to go back to it. Oh, sure. However, I think it's also a great vehicle maybe for a teen to be able to do this show and feel validated. And feel heard and feel seen. And And almost be that vehicle to let these feelings out, let that angst out. In a safe environment where they don't feel... um, And And speaking of, like, I think that's what theater is for a lot of people. Oh, God. I mean, it has been for me my my entire life. Like, I... uh, there, There are many... Many a time that I can recall, either a professor in college or a director who like start, especially if the if the content that you're about to perform is something that is very heavy or very complex or whatever it is, like getting somebody in the room who gets the group together and says, "Okay, look, the second you step in this room, here are the expectations that we have of each other. Like this is a safe space. This is something where if you've had a you know a shit day, like bring it here and let's work through it. But then you got to go to work, right? Because it is still a job and it is still something that you that you're committing to other people that you're going to do. But being able to do that in a space where it feels like you can come in and to anybody else, your day might have been mundane and they're like, oh, my God, stop complaining. Like, why? Why are you doing this? And then you go to to a group of people that are all like, no, no, like you're okay. Like go for it. You want to cry? Let's cry. Like let's, we'll cry together. Screw it. But now you've cried it out. Okay, cool. Now let's go to work. I'm glad your college theater professor was better than mine. <laughs> that was one of like six professors oh, okay. that I had. So and, it was the good one? Mm, uh-huh. I'm okay. the one. Because mm. I'm like, I had one oh. and he literally did all the stuff. Oh, babe. And then if it wasn't taught by a teaching assistant, like a TA, sure. uh, whom I loved. I actually loved her. Oh, yay. Um, she was fun. Um, but the, the main guy, he he was a self-proclaimed pinko, commie, liberal. Or so he hated what? living in Montana. What? And he hated everything. He hated life. Oh, okay. And so he, he, okay. Did, he stooped up in his nice little sixth oh. floor teaching room. And that's how he got out his feelings. Oh, but isn't that it was fun. fun? It was super fun. Love and it was, it was actually kind of fun to watch, like, how far down you can fall emotionally and <laughs> still love a craft. It was kind of amazing. And be like, I still love this. Wow. God damn. But God damn yeah. it. So it was kind of fun. Oh anyway, God. that is not on topic. Sojourn. I love the Sojourn. Uh, it's But, so okay. Uh, and I think maybe the other aspect is, uh, again, being a malleable show. Like, you can go abstract with this. You yeah. can go literal with this. Yeah. You can... Like, I think we talked about how well you can costume it and upgrade it. Yeah. Uh, we, so the first time I did the show, we did it uh, fourth wall style, right? Yeah. So proscenium based, 
audience. Sure. And da da da. Sure. Um, but w- what we didn't talk about is like on in the original Broadway production, it was kind of a big thing. Then, mm-hmm. like I I can't remember if like uh, the theater in the square was the thing or in the round. Uh, where, where's the one that um, once on this the theater that once on this island is performing in or um, did perform in? I can't you're remember. gonna ask me that question. I know round roundabout theater is sure. that it? Sounds right. Oh my god, are we gonna have to have a corrections corner for for our mini so Yes, cool. okay. you're right. Um, Let's go. Whatever, it's I'm cool. ready. Um, but uh, then when we did <clears> our <throat> show together, mm-hmm. uh, it was in the round. Like people were on stage, and the original Broadway cast had the same thing. So mm-hmm. we we took a note from them, and it was kind of a big thing because people on it had never been done on main stage Broadway. Having having I've never performed a show in the round. I've never done it. So having I hadn't either. Oh my god, having cast member or cast member having cast members on stage, that was stupid. Having audience members on stage with you while you're performing was just so wild because like uh, at least for me, I'm so used to having this this space, this really big almost chasm between your audience and your stage that then the the intimate moments that happened, like, you know, crying at the funeral and having, um, you know, this the um, dark I know well moments, like having audience right there to experience it mm-hmm. just seemed it seemed so vulnerable, but so intimate at the same time. Yeah, I, it was it, crazy. I remember the f- first time we had like that preview or that audience or like that people we know come in and you know watch or whatever it it, um it was awkward yeah because you're like almost oh like you're part of this but you're not part of my story so but that that's when you have to get Stanislavski and like go into your own world oh yes um but you also have to from a physical standpoint you have to like when we were first starting to rehearse, we were told from the get go it was going to be in the round. Yeah. So like as we're crossing on stage and doing things, especially for you from a you know a choreographer standpoint, you had to keep in mind that there were going to be chairs on stage for people to sit. So chairs, like we you know multiple angles. Yeah. Everyone has to have a good seat. Everybody so, has to yeah. have a good view, and it was yeah. just like. And the thing is, you someone will always not be in the perfect seat at the perfect time. Oh, yeah. But you know, of course, I I think we did a good job with it. But but that that said, uh, I will also say not to correct myself, but uh, Spring Awakening absolutely did not just start on Broadway. It was off-Broadway first, sure. and, you know, it had, you know, almost a decade's worth of rewrites sure. versus how many songs had they written for it? I We were just talking with I'm pretty sure last it was like, night. F- you said like 50 There were like 50 songs. songs selected for this, and these were the ones that fit in yeah. the, with the story and yeah. like what story you want to tell. So it like, it had so much. Yeah. Um, so there much time to build. a plethora of so, yeah. content. And it was I, wild. Yeah. So I, and I think it ended in a successful manner. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was just we didn't talk about the malleability of the show, the mm. ability for it to be what you needed to be abstract or real or mm. or just director's dreamish, whatever they're dreaming in their head. So. I mean, truly, you can make it, it. What's great about it is the fact that it is such a blank canvas for you to be able to um, te- use it as a vehicle to be able to tell whatever story is relevant. Yeah. So, And I think I talked about how. In the original play, The Awakening of Spring, mm-hmm. the VHS tape that I had rented way uh, back when, because mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't put it on a DVD because no. it wasn't that popular. No. Um, it it uh, was just this lovely white background, and so it really is like no, anything you want it to be, yeah. you can imagine it. Yeah. If you can be it, dream it, be it. Whatever. <laughs> Don't dream it, be it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's what it is. Uh, Okay, yeah. Uh, I think that 
I, th- I can't think of anything else that we didn't cover or that's like eating at me. Not as far as like the like the like the meat of what this is goes, but I'm I'm very excited for for well, I mean, I guess I don't um, again because we're trial by fire. Um, but the can you expand? On the Strobies story. Oh, it's okay. I don't please. know if these listeners necessarily understand that there is this huge. Because I've mentioned okay. it so all, many times. We'll, we'll go into this segment. So these are inside scoops yes. from us. So how how do we relate to the show? When was our first interaction with the show? And do we have any initial fun stories with it yeah. or anything surrounding it? And okay. yes, we having both been here, we do. And so I think this is sort of fun because all cast casts have their own fun inside yeah. stories and things so these are our stories to share sure. about around our shows so uh so uh we not ca- to pigeonhole we, you into a story yeah yeah no 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 we call it like the strobies story mm-hmm. uh so i choreographed the show twice and this time i knew what i wanted to do and i i had this clear vision of uh we're, we're talking about the number totally fucked yes and uh it is the pinnacle moment of the show. It is the where uh, you really get to feel, 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 feel the angst, the angst. Yes. And uh, I, the way that it was being staged, uh, was good. And I, I had choreographed it a certain way to all come in from certain directions mm-hmm. and appear randomly because we had different various ways to enter. Mm-hmm our space and our, my director who we worked really closely a lot on how things needed to look. Cause it, you know, you have to, when it's in the round and dealing with the art, that was actually really treacherous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The orc holes, the orchestra holes. So yeah, imagine yes. like random squares cut out of a stage and yeah. then you plop a cellist in there. Oh God, please don't kick a the violinist. Cellist. A pianist, a drummer, a guitar player, mm-hmm. and they're all just in these random holes uh, yep. around you yeah. as you're going. Yeah. So not only do we have to contend with audience, we have to contend with a potential like bow, like hitting your butt as you you're as you're step, dancing. Step back the wrong way, and you're gonna fall into yeah. the orchestra pit. And, oh, you uh, did. <sighs> oh, you did. Uh, so, <laughs> but we don't talk about. We that. don't talk about that here. But uh, so I'm. I'm so upset. I'm so upset because uh, our director has decided that this doesn't work in my vision and I need this to happen. Or it, the timing wasn't working mm-hmm. and it was just, it was something. I was going to have to give this up, but it was like such a, the entrances were a pivotal point mm-hmm. of like the entrance because it's sort of that da na 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 right? Yep. And I'm like, I, I need, I like. I still just get so verklempt at the. Oh, verklempt. <laughs> the clamped. I. Yeah. So, <laughs> I look him yeah. dead in the eyes. I'm like, fine, but if you're gonna make me do this, I get strobies. And when I say strobies, <laughs> it's strobe lights. So, yes. so it means like. We're gonna do this number, and this is a dream thing that I had mm-hmm. of like, I wish this number had strobes in certain spots. Sure. Um, and uh, he looked at me and was like, I don't, I don't know if that can be. I was like, No, no. If you're gonna change, 
this. And we This was like mom and dad fighting in front of the entire <laughs> cast. We're literally, we, all of us have just done Totally Fucked for like the fourth time. It is 10.30 at night and we are all sitting on the stage and we're, we're all just like, because, you know, we called a hold or uh, Errol called a hold and we're all just standing there and Steven's down there and they're having this meeting, all, you know, like Sean and Steven and Errol and like they're all just, and, Ke- and Kelly, our mm-hmm. stage manager, and they're all just down there and we're all just on the stage. Like we don't, Nobody move because if you move, like their their vision is based on movement. They're gonna go ah ah da, ah 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 come <laughs> back to the point that one of the girls that was next to me was like, um, it's ten thirty. Like I have to go. And I said, if you get up right now, they're gonna murder you. So stay down. Just sit down. Yeah. And then she sat back down, and we all just waited. And we and yeah, you know, yeah. But I so we we bickered back and forth for a uh-huh. minute. I'm like, this is kind of non negotiable, or we're keeping. <laughs> It the same way. Needless to stay, say, Stephen got his strobies. He got and his strobies. It was spectacular. And it, oh my god, literally amazing. It was spectacular. Like I, like I am not that person that boosts my own ego ever. I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> oh. like it's. I'm like, oh yeah. I am the first person <sighs> to like put on my clothes and leave the dressing room and like out the backstage door and like yep. I've I'm like 15 minutes away before anyone's like oh is the cast coming out to like and you're like no nah, I'm by I'm literally in the Hardee's drive through <laughs> <laughs> already mowing down on your post show burger yeah no, I'm like no 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 unless we have like oh yeah come over to my place tonight I'm like okay cool but I'm I I'm literally s- I hate I hate the praise I hate the whatever I like to just go on and do my thing yeah but I will say in this instance I made the right call, and it looked great. It really did. It was so good. Yeah. So good. Um, so if I have to tell the Strobe story, you have to tell Doorbell. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I so I'm a mezzo-soprano, and um, I uh, can – so I can sing from um, – it's like – I don't. I can't remember. But I'm. I'm. I either an alto or a mezzo soprano. Like there, depending on the music, I can. I yeah. can do any of those things. So whatever the director needs. Whatever the director needs. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the alto line is the garbage part. Okay, because it is. It's always the garbage it part. It always is the garbage part. So it's usually either dissonant tones next to the tenors, or we're dissonant next to the sopranos. I mean, there's never something where altos make it sound good. So we've already. No, altos make it sound great. You just have to have the garbage just part. To make it sound after great, garbage yeah. part makes it sound great. So we are singing. Uh, it's the the sixth I th- song in the I show. I think we should take the note. The music in this show is sometimes really hard oh because there's god. so much dissonance. Oh my god! Yeah. It's it's literally probably the, some of the toughest music I think I've ever sang in my life. And I have a really hard time sight reading sheet music. So I really have to I have to be able to hear it and then I can kind of follow along with the music and see where I need to go. But so I've got three other girls that are with me and we're all altos. And so we're trying to learn this part. Um, the song is called Touch Me. And so it's very, you know, everybody is kind of doing their own body exploration, right? So it's like, you know, as Stephen would say, I need you to touch yourself to make your mother feel uncomfortable. So I did say that and I stand by it. Yes, and it was it was a decision that we stand by. Uh, but so there is a moment in this song where the altos go touch me just like that and uh oh yeah god that's heaven but um oh no yeah no that's right uh and then but then it repeats itself and it's where i go where i go touch me and i my brain could not wrap around this 
this. It was just like a note notes. jump, and I, yet you had to find it out of thin air. I had to find it out of thin air, and so finally, our music director goes, "Think about it this way: it's doorbell. Is that that? Those are the notes. It's doorbell, but but." From there I go, there I go, doorbell. I could never, even that, even that. You sound that, like you still didn't do it. No, even <laughs> then it was awful. So way to go, Mary, for showing that you don't know music on a podcast about musical theater. No, no, no. Holy but, shit, that was no, no, funny. No. But what it does is it, it, everyone has that oh, that note or that thing or God. whatever. And like, you know, you can work on it for hours and hours and days and weeks. And you still are just like, I don't know. I don't, because, and so then like I would cheat it. And when we would be singing it together because two of the girls knew it and I really didn't, I'd go, there I go, there I go. And I would let them sing Touch Me and I would like back off of it and just like be really quiet about singing it. But then the music director caught on real fast and he's like, I fucking see you over there mouthing the word. I need I need your voice to come out also. <laughs> you can't just mouth the words, touch me. I need you to sing it. So in essence, now, whenever I'm doing an alto part for anything, if I can't get it, um, my mind just goes, doorbell. <laughs> so See, that was fine. But if I have to sing it in a fucking in the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. uh, Holy shit. Yeah. There I mean, there are so many beautiful moments like that, but that one I think was the hardest one for me, for sure. Yeah. All right. So we'll go into our final quick little segment. And it's kind of it's yeah. almost a game for us. It's yeah. not not an improv game, but a uh we'll call, we are about to go into the magical land of what if yes oh my god yes. that was perfect are we there are we here are we in the what if where are we what is this so sudden and new <laughs> wrong musical what is this feeling so sudden and new i felt the moment i laid eyes on you okay 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 anyway what so we're in the magical land of what if yes and I want this segment to always be, if a major plot point had changed in the show, would okay. it, like, in, like we're pretending we're the writers of this show. Like, Ooh. what if? Okay. Um, I'll pose this. What if Vendla, or Wendla, however you say it in your production, didn't die? That, that kind of breaks my brain a little bit, honestly. If I'm yeah, because totally it, it's kind of pivotal to a lot of plot as far as Melchior is concerned. It really, I mean, it shapes, I would I would argue that it kind of shapes the trajectory of the rest of his story arc because it happens kind of close to the end of the show. Yeah. And it, it really does kind of form him, I suppose, into, you know, the person we see at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, I think it it's kind of that ripple in a small town yeah. that probably devastates and is oh, yeah. the talk of the town. Because, I mean, we have to assume that these kids are from somewhere that is... But we have to remember, Moritz has previously already... Yeah. He's a... Uh... <laughs> There's some sort of terrible euphemism for what he does, but I'm not going to say it. So, uh. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, well, it, and it's... I... What I... Th- what I find interesting about so this scenario is, you know, we already have Melchior kind of as your pivotal, like your your guy in the center, right? He's 
your uh um he's yeah the kind of the the linchpin in a lot of things that happen in this show and so for him the as the story you know the story is set that his best friend kills himself and then his pregnant girlfriend is killed by an abortion so now these two people that were the closest to him are gone and so now he's left all alone and he's like i don't like that's what the you know the um the reprise that he does at the end of the show really is their whole you know trying to keep him grounded yeah so i mean for me that changes the story a hundred percent if she doesn't die because if we so in that scenario if moritz is still gone but Melchior and Venla are still together, then, you know, it brings up so many other questions. Correct me if I'm wrong. I was probably so in character, I just, I don't care. Um, <laughs> All right, Hanchen. Yeah. The, weren't they wanting to, like, stow away? Yeah. They, they were wanting to, to, like, run away run together. Away together. Mm-hmm. So that probably would have happened. Oh, absolutely. But then you think about it, in the, in this scenario, we've, I mean, they're they're set up as teenagers. So, like, you know, the 15 to 18 category is our entire group of people, quote, right, is yeah. what we're supposed to be. So, you know, thinking about now, you know, we're going to assume that Melchior was older than Venla, right? So Venla, I assume, what could have been like what? I mean, she could have been 16, 17, maybe even 18. Like, I don't know. I, th- I think. I what think is she, she supposed was, to be? I think she was younger. Younger? I, okay. I, I feel like she was younger. I th- I I want to say 13, 14, don't quote me on that, but I and think he, that's where her age lived. And he was, but he was older. He was, a, he was alleged, or, right, but. I don't want to name, I, right. I don't want to, all I know is Melchior was a little older, older than, than Benla. Benla. Yeah, but I think that that brings up so many other questions of things like, you know, teenagers not really understanding the gravity of what this is that they're going into, because like. You know, they're, I mean, they're still children. Like, they don't, and especially in the time period that this is set, and, like, they don't understand, like, the the real gravity of having to bring up a child. And what would have happened, you know, because then you start thinking about, well, if that had happened, if they run away together, how long before Melchior leaves her? Does Melchior stay with her? Like, do they end up as a beautiful, happy family? Or, like... Now is she like a single mom that resents him for doing this thing? Does she give up the baby for adoption? Does she abandon it? Like there's there's so many other things that I mean you could expand it and do an entire second show about that. Yeah. I feel. But um I mean for me that is a pivotal story story change. Like I don't yeah. think it would have told I don't think it would the tell same. the same story. I don't no. think it would have the same impact because no. not gone. Mm-mm. Like that whole Thank you. Thank you. That's uh, the song. Yes. Yeah. It's just <sighs> I <sighs> God, our, I will say uh, the that the emotion that our Melchior did yeah. was so good in that. Oh, like man. he was he was like he 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 was actually best friends with the guy playing Moritz, exactly. and he, all he had to do was pretend like exactly his best friend died, yeah. and it was like, yeah. oh, this is this is hard. This it is was, hard to watch. Oh God! Well, and of course because and we all were. We were like in the wings. We, we like, were because oh. we right from right before it's not gone. We are all like crouched in front of the stage and the orc holes. Like we're because we all come up for Purple Summer after that. I love that you just without hesitation call them orc holes, and everyone's like, "What? <laughs> what the, the hell? hell is an orc hole? 
Orc for orchestra, the orchestra holes, the orchestra yeah. pits. Um, but we we are all down there watching this happen. And the, the way the choreography was, was I mean, was just, it was gorgeous. Because it was like, you know, you've got the purple wash of the stage, the purple blue wash. And you've got Melchior who's like struggling by himself. And then all of a sudden Venla comes out and she's lit by this gorgeous gold light. And then Moritz is lit by this light. And they come together and they stand next to him. And he does this, you know, he does the same motion for Mirror Blue Night where they're both just like, mirroring each other and it was it spoke so hard to like everybody who's lost somebody that meant something to them the the whole song is about i'm not gone like i'm still here with you but i'm not here in the way you want me to be so you can't I'm not just... sure that's the title of the song i don't know i can't remember it is it's not gone is it oh, uh-huh. okay Perfect. Yeah. um but uh but yeah i think it i mean it was just it that that story becomes. Uh, it could. It could even argue that it, it could be meatier if Venla doesn't die in the abortion, because then you get this whole other sub story arc that you could follow. That's true. You could delve into like what is what is teen pregnancy and yeah. how does a small town deal with that? Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think we're about to see a lot of that in the uh... south. Not to bring it topical, but, uh, but also Roe v. Wade is yeah. under assault, it's and real. it's real. Well, so what do you have? I mean, do you have any differing thoughts about like if you know, like what would you? I guess if Venla didn't die, what if this were to be something where you could see a whole other arc play out? Like, what would you see? I because my I'm stuck on the idea that they would have they would have ran away. I think they would have gotten away with it. Yeah, it, I think they would have. Okay, I think Melchior is smart enough. Yeah. And I don't, it, it would have happened had she not been whisked away. Vendla had not been whisked away by her mom in to go the get middle a, of the night. a wire hanger abortion in the middle of the night. Oh my Jesus Christ. And just the fact that like the, uh, what, what I love about this show is the fact that like you've got, you know, people who portray every adult in this. And we talked about this as a cast, but like the adults are always on the periphery. We never see them in like our actual space. They're always on the platforms that are outside where we are. Right. Oh yeah. We did do it that way. Yeah. And so the, the guy who played uh, not only Morris's dad, but then played the abortion doctor, like was just so like he I mean truly if you look at it gaslit the mother into going no she's got oh, yeah she's got to get this done like there's no how are you gonna live with this this is shame upon your family okay. dishonor on you dishonor on your cow it was literally <laughs> just <laughs> it was that's what it was but I mean yeah. it, it's because it's a great way to the, uh, another thing that I love about the story making it malleable is the fact that like these kids have a separation from the adults. And in, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw in some production that like the, the adults don't even get seen on yeah, stage. They're, they're just like, voices. Yeah. Their voices mm-hmm. off. I've seen that. Um, and I think you were, I'm, you talked about um, on the last episode. Um, yes. Uh, in the, in the last episode, um, with the the shadow figure of the father coming in during yeah. um during and, dark yeah. and well yeah. and I mean we still had physical entities oh, right of, of that course nature, but, but it, it just using them in that right. nature yeah but um we actually saw a production of it in um uh Kalispell and uh they they did that where all of the adults never showed up on stage and wait we went and saw a lovely one in Bozeman we as did well. see one in see, Bozeman it got all over Montana it did and it was kind of nice yeah was, Montana needs it uh huh it needs it it really did but. But well, oh, that was I guess a wonderful okay. Segment. And as that. we will exit the magical land of what, what if. if.
and that's our mini-sode. What I a think, trip. I think there was some show notes. Yeah, and, uh, was And we got to deep dive a little more into maybe some other sides of the show and yeah. maybe some personal experiences. And I don't know. It's always fun. It's always fun to go back and recant some of your own stuff. I'm, I'm excited to go into maybe some shows that we never have been a part of and shows yeah. I don't really even know. I want to research some stuff and yeah. and maybe see see what's going on and give some conjecture. I'm ready to dive into a show that you absolutely hate. Like I'm oh, just ready uh, for it. I'm ready for gosh. it so bad. I can't wait till we have dissenting opinions. I know. Yeah, I don't it's know. gonna be delightful. Hopefully, this will be a game for you guys. Hopefully, to see if our friendships ever on the line for a dissenting ah. opinion. I don't think it will. I don't think we'll be friends off. I think it'll it's just never be... friends off. No, just friends like, on you pause. Can ha- you can have your wrong opinion. Yeah. That's fine. You're fine to sit there with your wrong opinion. That's I know. Fine. But again, uh, <laughs> I love just saying like that's almost was beautiful. Every every person has their own personal show they love. Every yeah. person has their own sort yeah. of niche of musicals or theater in general Absolutely. that they love. Absolutely. Um, and that's what makes it gorgeous. What you love, you don't have to have to love and no, no one's forcing you to love it. But exactly. I kind of, uh, I will never tell someone who loves something, no, you're wrong. Oh, what, I love that, that you are an absolute horrible idiot for loving this thing. I try not to yuck someone's yum. That is fair. As best as I can. I will have my opinions and I will say things about it. Yeah. That does not mean I am dissing it in overall. I am not dissing your love for it. No. So, um, not we'll, invalidating your love of the thing. Yeah, absolutely. I so, love it. I don't know. But I'm excited as we continue this journey and... Uh, this is this is great, and I love th- I love the fact that I get to have Steven on. Like we we did this thing. Yep, yep. Like, this is great. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Like this is great, and we really appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, sitting with us. You know, chatting and and you know, dishing, spilling tea about all of the things that we've yep. done. Um, but uh, we are only able to do this because of Anchor, and Anchor is a free podcast creation app that if you have a show that you want to start, uh, Anchor is totally there for you to do that, and it's totally free. Yeah. And I did want to say we'll eventually have our different socials and stuff. We'll yeah. we'll shoot out an email. We'll have that all in like our profile, like on our on your your wherever you're listening to this. Yes, wherever you you'll get be able your to content. get in contact with us. And uh, I want I want to know your opinions. I want to know maybe something we didn't cover or yeah. things of that nature. And I oh, yeah. I uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Absolutely. And so until next time, join us again for another episode of From From the the Top, Top, a Wandering Unicorn production.